What's up, fam? My name is Russ, and I'm here with your boy, Nikki. Yo, yo! And this is the Seatown Arena Podcast. Welcome to the show. All right, Nikki, the first thing I have to say is welcome back from a two-week quote-unquote hiatus. Uh, I want to do apologize about not putting any new episodes in the last couple of weeks. Just a lot of stuff has happened. Like, my computer crashed for one thing. Uh, a second thing is one of the audios on our technical second episode got corrupted. I just want to put that out there. And, of course, personal stuff that just kept coming up. And it's no disrespect to him. And also, honestly, I was under the weather last time, so it was just an amalgam of crap that decided to hit us sideways. So now we're going to try to give y'all a better show and hopefully a much more enthusiastic and more energized one. And look at this. Now we have two microphones, so don't, we don't no longer have to share. I know, right? Kind of scary, bro. Ah, yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I actually had two microphones from the beginning. It just, it was. He stuck. was lazy, is what it was, y'all. He was just lazy. <laughs> Come on. Why call me out there? <laughs> it's not my fault that I was lazy to go to the storage unit. I don't know. That sounds the epitome of lazy to me. Anyways, nah, nah, y'all. On the realness, we're going to be talking in this first segment about the Seattle Seahawks training camp and how well that's been going. But first, I want to give a shout-out to my boy Von Kingdom on Facebook uh, for actually letting me put out my podcast, our podcast show, on his stream uh, about a couple weeks ago. I, I appreciate it, brother. Just come swing by whenever you have the chance, and possibly we can have you on the show someday. And likewise to me, I'm going to give a shout-out real quick to at Seahawks Kingdom on IG. Guys, if you don't know much about Seahawks and just want information that is quick and easy to find, follow that boy. Literally, that's where most of my information comes from, and it's rock solid as far as Twitter is concerned. All right, sweet deal. All right, uh, training camp. Go for it. All right, so here's what we're going to be talking about, y'all. There's been a lot of standouts as far as rookies go that have been doing really good, and not even just rookies. Fans of all sides should love the fact that our Seahawks are going through, as we've been talking about in the last first episode, a new offensive coordination ability. And what that means is Shane Waldron taking up where Brian Shoddy could not. No offense to Schottenheimer. I actually did like the dude. It's just the last right? couple of years just kind of went down the drain, unfortunately. It's not even that he was bad. They, it was just a difference of philosophy. <laughs> well, not only philosophy, but I think he... Uh, kind of foreshadowed a lot of his plays because he did the same like kind of sequence where it's run run pass or pass run pass yeah you know, it's like once you someone can predict a, a pattern then that's where it gets harder to actually play on offense and that's why we've been trying to change up or not we I should say but the Seahawks in general have been trying to change up things tempo is going to be the main key if y'all haven't heard so that means run run pass ain't going to be a thing if we're going to be doing this the right way, it's got to be a mixture of every single playbook. And what better way to do that than involve my friends, one of his favorite positions, tight end. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for uh, Everett. <laughs> Freaking Everett. Oh, God damn. Uh, tight end is actually one of, not one of my favorite positions, but it's one of my favorite positions on offense. Even though I was valid, like valid. a guard when I used to play ball uh, it's one of those positions where it's dynamic where you're not only a lineman but you're also a receiver so it's hit and miss because you have a big dude on a, as a tight end people are like oh we're not he's not going to throw it but if you if a big dude with hands that's where you become 
dangerous. a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, do you remember back in school of a, uh, a kid named Cody Moorhead? Who don't? Anyone who went to our years went, no, that guy. Yeah, freaking, you see how big the size he is. Yeah. He, he played tight end um, all the way through high school along with uh, through his college years. It's a tough position. And there, there's been plenty of times where Manchild, that, that's the nickname we gave him back, back in the day. Uh, Manchild. That, that, that's his nickname. The disrespect. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't a disrespect. Okay, I'm not going to say the Because he was a, he, was like, he was a varsity uh, player since his freshman year of high school. Damn. Okay, and uh, there was a lot of times in his first couple of years, there, were, uh, there was a lot of people that were surprised on how well he can catch. Right? Okay. Well... Shout out to the boy Cody Moorhead if he actually hears this somewhere in the grapevine. Just want you to know, man, a lot of people still remember you. Oh, I'm pretty sure there's a handful of people from school that I follow on Facebook 100%. <laughs> but uh, let's see if they actually follow the page and stuff. Oh, true that, true that. Now, oh, I also sent this to We're Only the 12 Tanks, so if y'all on there happen to hear this, I'm glad to give you some more information. And on that note, we're going to be talking about, since we're on the subject of tight ends, who we think is going to stand out in the tight end position. Oh, I know. Uh, you, I already gave my opinion to Gerald Everett. Well, okay, okay. Now, I'm not going to lie. Gerald is one of my favorites right now. One, because he already knows Shane Waldron's system, and the guy has done nothing except talk positively about him in the last couple of months since both of them joined the Seahawks. Now, another wrinkle. I'm going to say he's not the one I'm excited to see. While I am happy to have him, and he is a very solid player, the tight end I'm excited to see is one we got to miss out on much of last year, and that is Kobe Parkinson. Mr. Six foot seven, nothing but hands. Oh, I forgot about Corner Parkinson. Um, yeah, he's definitely a good player, but yeah, did he go out with like a uh, like an injury last year? I don't remember the injury. It was like a... If I remember correctly, it was either an Achilles or a heel injury, but it took him out most of the training camp, so he couldn't really uh, learn the system back then. And then by the time he got back, it was like halfway through the season, so he missed out on a lot. Now, I will give him credit for this. During the offseason, he went with Russell and the rest of the wide receiver core to practice catching with the man himself, Dangerous. And no, I ain't calling him no Mr. Unlimited. I'm sorry, Russell. I can't go with Mr. Unlimited. It sounds so bad. Why not? It has a ring to it. Like, Mr. Unlimited. Or like, you know what? You know what? You're right. It has a ring to it. And that ring is like an alarm bell that you don't want to hear in the morning. Oh, who was that guy on on an NFL network that had the show... Uh, come on, man! That's the first thing that comes in. That's what I was thinking as soon as I heard him call himself that. And no sooner did he start calling himself that did he start going sideways. So that's where my love-hate for this name comes from, okay? I can't like the name because of how it represented Russell during that final stage of the season. I'm sorry, Mr. Unlimited, but at the end of the day, you became very limited. Was that Shannon and Sharp that did the Come On Man segment? I think so. I could be wrong, but it sounds like something he would say. Either Shannon Sharp or, uh, or the guy with the gap teeth. I don't remember his name right offhand. Uh, no no offense to him. Strahan? Yeah, Michael Strahan. I no, no, it wasn't him, too. It wasn't. I can't remember who it was, but 
Um, sorry, Michael Strahan. I, I don't mean to offend you. It's just <laughs> your face with the gap teeth is the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Trust me, after he hits you, it ain't going to be the last thing you freaking think of. Anyway. <laughs> For the right price, I would let anybody hit me. And don't don't encourage him, y'all. Anyways. <laughs> no, Kobe Parkinson attacked the offseason very well. And in training camp, he was one of the standouts so far. Now, as far as standouts go... The one that surprised me, at least, but pleasantly so. Not in a bad way. Yikes, something almost fell. Oh, no, I have the, uh, the uh, cord wrap so it doesn't, that's not flopping everywhere in my area. Even though you still flopping it, it flopped. Go figure. I'll throw something at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with something. I don't give a damn. I'm tough. Anyways, no. Now, as far as cornerbacks go, Aquilo is standing out. I, mother. Hey, hey, watch your language. This is a family-friendly show. Hey, you don't family friend hit me with something, you sucker. Okay, continue what you're going to say. Jeez, midway through a conversation. The disrespect is criminal, y'all. Anyways, I was expecting DJ Reed to stand out mostly, besides my boy Trey Brown, who I've been talking about a lot, or at least to my friends. But Aquilo has been doing really solid, as he's been saying he will. You know those moments where they say, speaking is one thing, showing is another? Well, this was that case, because not only did he speak, he showed. And he has, at this point in training camp, from what I understood, last I checked, five interceptions on Russell alone. Damn. So that's not easy, even if you're just practicing, y'all. I need everyone to clarify this to themselves real quick. Do not let this be seem like, oh, it's training camp. They just go on easy on each other. No. Iron cleans out iron. Iron scratches iron. We do not deal with that here. Now, I will say this. He is going to have some competition because Trey Brown is still fighting aggressively for that spot. And Pete Carroll said he's one of his favorites on the team so far. Oh, it's going to be an exciting, um, not training camp, but... Uh... Uh, preseason. It's going to oh, definitely no, be an interesting preseason for sure. Um, I'm excited who's going to make it on the team. Uh, it's going to suck for the people that were in a cut, unfortunately. Let's pray it's not someone who actually gets the Jazz Ferguson Award, y'all. And if y'all don't know what the heck the Jazz Ferguson Award is, it's the award given out to someone who does really good during preseason, but is for whatever reason cut at the end. For real. And another thing that I think uh, oh, who's our offensive coordinator again? I know you just Shane said Waldron. Shane Waldron. Another thing I think that he should let uh, Russell do is just let him cook. You know, because uh, we see in the very beginning of the season where we uh, that uh, Shanahan let him just do what not his own Shanahan. thing. You mean no, Shotty? Yeah, sorry, Schottenheimer. I'm getting mixed up. Uh, I'm gonna get ten lashes after this you recording. Think? <laughs> But uh, when uh, Shotty let Russ cook uh, in the beginning, the, the first six games, right, he did really well, and we came back on like true, three of those true, games. True, true. And if uh, Waldron let Russell do the same thing, because what kind of messed up towards the end uh, or towards the end of the season was a or, lot of holding the ball for too long. Yeah, it was just waiting for that deep. I just don't think our offensive go. coordinator was letting uh, you know. Quote unquote, let Russ cook. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. To be fair, 
we can say we can blame Shoddy all we want about it. And yes, like my boy Russ just said, I hope at the end of the day that Shane Waldron does, like my boy said, let Russ cook. But also what that means for Russell is he's got to step up to the plate himself. He can't hold on to the ball for too long if he knows full well that the offense is already starting to break down. He's going to need to do some magic like he used to do if he wants that win so badly. He can't be throwing around names in everywhere. I think Russell just needs to do what Russell does and become the magic man and pull some kind of play out of his ass or go to the basics. Either throw the well, throw the ball out of bounds. <laughs> throw the ball out of bounds or run upfield. That's fair. He's still quick enough where he can still pull a Lamar Jackson. Speaking of, I'm surprised that no one really talks about the fact that he can still run. And, Russell, if you somehow manage to hear this during any time off of training camp, run! We already know you can get the rushing yards, my boy. Run the ball. We know you can do it. I know you had that freak injury with your ankles, but you are past that. I've seen you run after that. Come on, man. And plus, Russ, if you're hearing this, we do love you 100%. Uh, I hope you don't leave us anytime soon. Seriously, and not for the Chicago Bears or Philadelphia Eagles or the Cowboys. Actually, actually no. Do not go for the Cowboys. We will never, ever forgive you for it. Oh, no. The whole thing that that sh- crap came out. Oh, was, no. It was trash. Yeah. I already knew it was already A, clickbait, and B, uh, forced. Uh, yeah, forced a little bit. Like, but my favorite meme, I actually, I said my favorite meme kind of pissed off my God mom. damn it. Because there was a picture of... Part of my language, y'all. Yeah, there was a picture of, uh, it says, uh, trade acquired from Chicago Bears that Russell Wilson went to the to the Chicago Bears, but the underneath caption is they traded for, uh, they traded uh, Khalil Mack and like five first round picks. And that teed off my mom. I mean, to be fair, Khalil Mack is the only one I can think of on the team at that point when the conversations were going around. That would be air quote here. Very big air quote, y'all, because he's not worth it. If they're going to do the trade now, uh, it just makes more sense of doing Khalil Mack possibly and probably throwing Justin Fields in. Mm -mm. Maybe with another first round or two pick. Um, I don't know what to go by. Sorry, 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 y'all. I was having technical difficulties on a different reason. Now, my ankle is still kind of messed up. Don't ask how. I could not tell y'all, but I was having issues with the bandage wrap. Anywho, now, what I would say about that is uh, they didn't have Justin Fields at the time, and even if they traded him during this preseason mode, to me, it makes no sense. Like, in the long run, why risk it? Especially after your QB is already a proven QB in the NFL. Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm a I'm a Justin Fields fan. I'm not going to... Whoever's a Chicago fan, I'm not throwing shade on your boy here. But he is yet to prove it himself inside. Do you know who's a Chicago fan? You? No, I... I well, besides my mom... Uh, like the my boy that I shout out earlier, uh, Von Keenum's actually a Chicago fan, and when I when I enter his uh, streams, mm-hmm. and by the way, if, you, if you're interested in watching uh, any t- any type of sports, uh, video game, 
but mostly in the Madden area. You can go to my boy Von Kingdom on Facebook. But uh, every time I go to a stream, I kind of give him a jab here and I'm like, oh, that's what happens when you play in Chicago, especially when he does really crappy <laughs> when he plays against another team. And honestly, Chicago's not even a bad team. Before we get back into our CX, y'all, I'm just going to throw this out here. Chicago's not a bad team. They had a very, very horrid QB. Let's clear the air right now. They've had everything they needed. They got wide receivers in Robinson. They got a defensive line like no other with Khalil Mack, who's still solid. They just did not have a man who could get the ball downfield. Well, when you when you talk to about either Trubisky or Cutler, they're not technically bad players, to be precise. It's just the system that they were in didn't work for them. You have to put that in perspective. Like anybody that makes it to the NFL, you have to really put it in perspective of they're the best of the best and they got the job for a reason. Now we can job that all oh, this player sucks here and there, but uh, at the end of the day, you kind of have to still put a little bit of respect behind their names. Like, hey, it's just the yeah, they might be a crappy quarterback as of right now, but you also have to look at what system they're put in of why they made them look so crappy. That's valid. That is very valid. Now, on that note, I will agree with you on that. Mitchell Trubisky is not a bad one, but in my defense, he didn't do much to help dissuade the thoughts either. No, yeah, no. Uh, on the field, I have my own opinions with him on the field. Uh, he didn't come out as a field general like most people that you think of, like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, to take control on the field. But off the field, I adore and respect him off the field. Joe Burrows is probably going to be the next up-and-coming one as far as like what you just said leaders go, in my humble opinion. Now... Aside from him, Justin Herbert also has a good run in. Well, I'll tell you, like, like the quarterbacks within this draft class and last draft class, uh, what I'm looking for from last draft class is uh, my top three will be uh, Justin Herbert from the Chargers, uh, Joey Burrow. And, okay, oh, that's, God, valid. Uh, that's valid. Again, uh, there's another one. I'm, uh, that's part of my top three. I forget where he's at. Um, but that's last year's draft class. This year's draft class. Looking forward for Justin Fields for one thing in Chicago. See how he can handle handle it. Then, of course, uh, Trevor Lawrence. All right. Well, that was actually not not gonna lie. That's actually a pretty solid count up. Um, now, I think I gave my two cents on who I wanted to do good this season as far as rookies go. So I'm gonna let y'all in the last episode be the judge of that. Now, what we're going to be talking about in this next upcoming segment, since we decided to drift off into other teams, like we always going to do, we are going to do that, y'all, is... We are a sports podcast, so we can't just keep it just Seattle here. We have to be fair for everyone else, because I'm an all-around sports fan. Now we're going (laughs) to... Likewise here, brother. Likewise here. We're going to be talking about the... Team, or not teams, that's a lie. Divisions that we think are going to be really good and which teams in the divisions will be solid and which one will be the weakest link. Now, we're going to start from the 
obviously the West first. We're going to just start with them because we on it, y'all. The Seahawks are on the West, and we're probably going to win that division again. Well, I'll get to mine. Uh, I think we're going to take second this year. Oh, oh. Who do you think is going to beat us? You know, I I hate to say it. Uh, they've been our rivals, and I, I hate to play devil advocate here because don't get me wrong, I love my Seattle. Uh, but I think it's going to be Arizona this year. Arizona. Okay, let's – I'm not going to lie. Arizona, if y'all could get your thing together, y'all would be a very solid team. Like, you look got the – how stacked their fucking team is. And excuse my French, but look how – Freaking stack there is. They have. Well, they do have a stacked team now. Like he ain't wrong because they still got a D line. They just added in JJ Watts into that D line. They have JJ Watt and Buda Baker on the defense. They just added freaking what Julio Jones on the offense. No, 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 no. That's right. He went to Tennessee. I remember this conversation. We had this conversation. It's actually sorry. D Hop. D Hop is on. Yep. Along with Fitzgerald. In my humble opinion, y'all is probably yes. I know a lot of you. Freaking Devontae Adam fans out there is probably looking at me sideways after this. D Hop is the real deal, and he's the number one ride receiver until someone can tell me otherwise. Oh, just imagine Arizona gets freaking Devontae. I hate you. Why would you do that? Why why would you do that? Yeah, why? they're already a stacked team, but they can afford him. Why not? No, 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 that's why they can't afford him. It's because they're so damn stacked. It was not cheap to get JJ. And the only one it was cheap for was DeAndre Hopkins, but only because DeAndre was sick and tired of Texan shit. Pardon my language. You know, I, I, I'm actually really glad J.J. Watt finally got out of uh, the organization that's called the Houston, Houston Texans. Houston. Houston, Houston Texans. But, uh, yeah, the head coach last year fucking sucked. Yeah, excuse my French. You a freaking moron. I will say it for all y'all. He's but uh, I'm glad JJ Watt finally got out of that, uh, out of that team and went to an actually decent one, at least. And now, oh. but but hold on, hold on. But the team I was actually kind of rooting for him to go because there was talks about it was, was actually Pittsburgh. That would have been a scary tandem. You got. Because you have on one side, and then you got his little brother TJ on the other. You did not want either of these Watts brothers. If they somehow you also forgot they have another brother that no one really talks about because he mostly plays offense. Then you have the trio of brothers. Steelers is has the third brother. Yeah, AJ. Yeah, but he plays mostly offense. And here I thought he was still on the Chargers. God dang. No, no. um, I found this out last year when they were talking about. my favorite show to listen to for some of my information is called the Pat McAfee show. If you've ever had a chance, they're phenomenal. They're funny. And, uh, they're the reason why I mean, and Nick, my boy, Nikki here got into the podcasting realm because they just expired me so much. But besides the point, uh, they were talking about TJ. Oh, no, no, by the way, y'all, I got the name horrifically wrong. It was Derek. Watt. Yeah. Derek. They have Derek. Watt, TJ. Why? Just imagine if the series acquired J.J. Oh, that would have been a scary defense just for J.J. and T.J. on one side. Then, of course, Derek on the other side on offense. Now, on that note, while my boy just educated me real hard on that one, I'm not going to lie, y'all. Even by my standard, I did not know that. Back on the Cardinals, they're a good team. Like, that's a solid team I would have put at the, at least in the middleweight division, which means third 
in most cases. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't put them in third because, sadly, at the end of the day, while I got my Seahawks winning this one, the second one is, sadly, the Rams. I hate them, but at the end of the day, they are a thorn in my side, a pain in my Arse. Oh, I was actually about ready to say something about the Rams. Plus, you can't count out the Rams because they could potentially be either first or second in our division, too, as right, well. Right, right. Uh, I'm glad they finally acquired a decent quarterback. Nothing against Jared Goff, but I'm glad Matthew Stafford has a second chance to redeem himself from coming from a trash organization. Because, literally, this man has had to put up with so much crap in, uh, what, how long has he been in the league? 12 years now? He's been with Detroit since day one, I think, when he got yep. drafted. And he had to, I remember one game where he had, like, a broken arm or had something going on, and he just went back out and played. And I'm like, they do not need a man to play as hard as he had. Or Megatron, for that matter. And, by the way, if y'all hadn't heard, Megatron just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So give a shout-out and a proud hoorah to the boy because, god dang, he deserves it. Oh, just imagine Megatron played for another team. He could have had, like, two Super Bowls. If he played At for least. us, he would have already had a Super Bowl. But I'm not I'm not going to touch upon that, y'all. We're we going to get into the Detroit Lions later. Now, why I say the Rams and why I agree with my boy, why the Rams... Why the Rams have a better opportunity. Sorry about that, y'all. I had a hiccup. Sorry, difficult. <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> I'll just continue. Any- Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, Rams, not going to lie. Every time I think that we got That's the only team on the NFC West, I would say. That literally, I have to say and pray that the Seahawks play the hardest against them. Because no matter what, they always seem to have us riding on our coattails trying to figure out how to get the next win. And, of course, you can't count. I, I'm, this might be sound like a br- 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 broken record. Uh, what I'm about to say is uh, the 49ers is not also not a bad team. They're not. As long as everyone on that team stays healthy. It's going to be a fight for first place right? for Seattle. It's 100%. not even a question. Like, that's what I was going to say. Like, to all you 49ers fans out there, don't think we throw in shade and that I'm throwing shade by putting your boys in last. That's neither here nor there. Actually, some of your freaking players are one of my favorites in the whole dang league. George Kittle, you got nothing but respect from over on this side. Mostert, I digress, though. Mostert. Fucking love that dude. That dude is good too. And then you got Debo Samuels on the offensive side. Oh, Debo. <laughs> like, what kind of. Na- I'm just going to point out right now, you knew his parents were setting him up for a standard as soon as they named him Debo Samuels. I think that's actually a nickname, if is I remember it? correctly. I mean, it could be. Either way, still setting someone up for a standard. Now, I digress. This team is solid. If they could stay healthy. They definitely, in my opinion, top two category. But because they're not, Rams is sadly the one that takes up because they got the most health. Well, if you actually look in perspective, the NFC West is such a stacked division. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to put who's first, second, third, fourth. Honestly. It really is. Because the, the way I'm looking at the NFC West is by far, and there's actually some uh, big – newscasters 
what Colin Cowherd that also went on the record that says uh, the NFC West is by far the hardest division to play in or against. Because every one of the teams is stacked. Don't even matter if it's offense or defense. Some of them, it's reversal to each other. Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion, they kind of like, they stacked, but they don't got like a rhythm figured out. But 49ers, they've always had a solid offense. Although, shout out to Fred Warner. I'm glad you were actually number one LB because you earned that with every hard work you done did. Although, Bobby, you still my boy as far as, like, linebackers go. And now, just to dive away from the NFC West because I think we gave our two cents. Who did you say was your last that you had dead last in the division? It's hard to say because anybody could take uh, second second and third. You heard mine. Mine's the 49 But, uh, it's, well... I'll have us probably take third on. I hate to say it, and probably Rams to probably take second. All right, all right, that's a hot take. Because you can't, you can't really, you can't really count out like both Calum early on on uh, Arizona for their offense. Because now think he because he just got into a rhythm like towards the end of last year too as well. True that. All right, and of course Matthew Stafford coming in, uh, he's gonna. Be a monster play against. <laughs> that's true. Okay, that's true. I'll take that. So then the last ones you got is 49ers. I again, it's it, it, this division is by far like the hardest to actually pick from. All right, I, I'm being dead serious when I say it because me and Nikki here talk about this crap all the time. We do, man. And uh, <laughs> I, like, I can't really pick. <laughs> I can't really pick, man. No, I'll take it. I'll take it. Now, now that we got the hardest division out of this freaking conversation, we're going to jump to the other west side of things, and that is the AFC West. Which, by the way... To the easiest division. That, that ain't the easiest division. <laughs> Kiss my butt. There is nothing easy about them. Especially if the Chargers somehow manage to step it up this season. Uh, so who's in the AFC West? Uh, we have Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs is in the West? Yep. Huh. I thought they were in the... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no... Yeah, yeah, AFC West. Really? Yeah. I thought thought they were part of the ABC East or AFC North. Nope. Huh. Well... You learn something new every day, (laughs) y'all. Well, to be honest with you, I'll have to put uh, KC on there as first. Same. I'm sorry. Everyone to the AFC West, if you have... If you're a fan of all the other three teams in that division, look, man, we got to be real here. Pat Mahomes ain't slowing down for nobody during the main season. So, but I'll put as my number as the second for me will probably be uh, probably be the Chargers. Chargers. That's and- honestly who I was gonna say would be a second too, because if they can find their groove, like they already got their QB. That's neither here nor there. Justin Herbert has kind of already proven all the doubters, all the haters. And my brother was not one of them. He knew that this kid was going to show out as soon as he played. And what happens? Well, i.e. one Tyrod Taylor shot later. Man, I feel bad for Tyrod. I, I hate to say it. I was actually looking forward for Tyrod to play. <laughs> then when I heard he got stabbed in the freaking lung with a needle. Rest in peace, my dude, even though he's still alive. But, hard rip on that <laughs> rest, rest in peace rip, is long. Hard rip, my dude. Hard rip. <laughs> 
Like, but like, damn, I, I wanted to see him play, see if he actually shells out. But I was actually really excited for uh, Herbert to step in. And he did not disappoint. Like, a lot of people, and my boy Adrian, if you somehow managed to hear this too, he did your team proud. Because I'm going to tell you right now, no one was expecting Justin Herbert to do good. Me, I gave him the 50-50. At least Herbert actually had to sit behind Tyrod during preseason. And I actually got to see... Well, it wasn't really a preseason. Well... Still, really. they did a couple practice games, and actually did sat behind Tyrod for for a little bit before taking the reins as a starter. Versus Joey Burrow, where he just like, hey, you play. Oh, I know they didn't even have no training camp, which we're gonna get into them suckers later. Right, but, but right yeah. now, if we're going to be real honest here, Chargers, they had a solidified second option for me because as much as I hate to say it, y'all. Well, for me, it's Raiders, a toss-up. Ra- it's a toss-up between Raiders and Chargers for second, to be truthfully honest with you. Because uh, the, the Raiders, they just acquired KJ that I just found out today. Yep, KJ right. So if any Seahawks fans know, I might have been getting this information wrong, but from what I understood, he was going to Vegas for trade talks. And from the sound of it, it seems like it's going to be a solid deal. If y'all were a fan of K.J. Wright during his tenure here, he ain't with us no more as a Seahawk. If it's confirmed, I'm happy for him. You know, because at the end of the day, like, even though I have my favorite team, I'm also a fan of the player, too, as well. And I'm excited for anybody that can get a contract, especially in this NFL. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then, of course, Broncos, they need, they need to figure their stuff out. I don't hate to say it. Ever since Peyton Manning... Uh, retired from the. It just, it's been just felt a like nightmare. I thought they had a chance with that running back Lindsay that they had, but then he's not even on the team no more. Oh God, uh, who? I forget who it was, but uh, who was the general manager? Yeah, uh, John, John John Elway. Uh, yep, yep. Because he's the owner and general manager. And I think uh, he actually stepped down as general manager last year. Did he? Uh, which uh, I'm actually kind of excited. Sorry, I, I hate to beat this as a broken record, but I'll be saying excited and love a lot. Uh, but to to look forward there, um, I think John, if if my sources were correct, uh, I believe John Alway did step down as general manager. So the organization they stepped should, down as manager and executive VP, yes, but now he's on president of football operations, according to this. Well, they, they should still have the head coach and who they hire as man, general manager should have more freedom to move around of what they want to do. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I, I love John Elway when he was a player. But uh, as but, a... But as a management official, he just needs to take a step back and let his coaches that he hired to freaking do their goddamn jobs. That's true. That's true. All right. So now that we know that, and I'm sorry... They need a new QB. I can't. I'm Drew Locke. I'm not sold on you. You can say whatever you want. He's worse than Mitchell Trubisky. Well, with Drew Locke, too, as well. And uh, Don't and say no, it's no, a no, system. Not, nothing against Drew Locke. All right, uh, because he, the thing that really sucks about him, especially, is he has to pretty much ride the coattails of his father that used to play in, in the league. True. So that, that's why he has been held to a higher standard, and that's... 
which is unfortunate for him. And it could be the system that they have at Denver that's not working for him. And if he probably possibly went to like an organization like uh, New England, it probably would be better for him. That is true. I would not have put New England in there. But you know what? Bill Belichick, if you let him sit a rookie down for at least a year or two, they show. Like, they always show results. The only one new, like, because I don't think everyone realizes Tom Brady was not like a first day start. No, he had to start, he had to sit behind Bledsoe, I believe was his name, for at least a year or two. And then Bledsoe got hurt midway. And then Tom Brady showed out and never let go since. I think Tom Brady was actually picked like 200 and something. Mm hmm. He wasn't really even a first or second round that, pick. Uh, what's your next? What's my worst? I already said my worst. Denver. No, no. What's the next league? The oh, next the next division. Um, we're gonna just jump into this one. The North, AFC, and NFC. So we're gonna start with AFC since we're already on that route. Now, in my opinion, I'm gonna give it out here, y'all. Who I want, uh, this one's a tough one because who I want to be number one is nine times out of ten probably not going to make number one. So I got to just do what I got to do and pray that they make it. Cleveland Browns is who I want to have. Now, on a realistic scale, the only one I can see becoming number one in this is the damn Pittsburgh Steelers. So who's all in the... AFC North. Uh, and the AFC North, we got the Steelers, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns. So, uh, I'll probably gonna choose uh, probably Pittsburgh for number one. Right? Uh, because they're... Have you seen Ben Roethlisberger? He looks a lot better. I know. Better. He looks a lot better than He looks a lot better to. than previous years. And, and me being a, uh, a bitter Seahawks fan... About a cheating Super Bowl, I hate to say it. I probably have to put Pittsburgh at number one for AFC North. Really? Uh, you know what? I was expecting that, so I'm not really upset. Right, but, but it's a decent. Two. But here's the thing: no disrespect to that team because they—that's one of those stacked teams that they just good all around. Mm-hmm. Well, they yeah, have everything yeah, they need. They got wide receivers. <laughs> Juju's the only one I would say is overrated, but he still shows out when he wants to. Chase Claypool proved himself as a rookie stu- last year. As long as Juju stops with that freaking stupid TikTok dance thing, I think Corvette, they can show Corvette. up. Corvette, Corvette, Corvette. Why <laughs> down with a back like that? Oh, no, 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 no. Copyright, dude. Come on. Come That's on, man. The lyrics, man. What's the copyright? Anyway. <laughs> no, and then they got one of my favorite safeties on that team, Minka Fitzpatrick, who, in my humble opinion... Is probably one of the top three, if not two. I'm sorry, Jamal. I got to say it. Top three or two safeties in the league. It's not even a question in his case for me because he's at least number two for the simple fact the boy shows out. And not only does he show out, but he plays with heart. He comes out and makes plays. He is respected inside the locker room. You can't hate the boy. Facts, um, but yeah, uh, since we're on this subject, I'll probably put Mika's one, Jamal two, and Buddha's three. Mm-mm. That's tough. Um, it, it is tough because there's a lot of good uh, safeties in the league. Safeties in the league. I would, sure. I would definitely put. That's a. There's one no but, one likes to talk about. Um, Justin Simmons. 
Evelyn. Oh, I forgot about Justin Simmons. And Justin Simmons is a solid safety. Don't get it twisted, y'all. But he's not, I guess you could say, as pizzazzing, if that's the proper word. Yeah. Like, he doesn't show as much energy as these three do. Whenever these three make plays, which is why I would have to agree with my boy here, I would put Minka at probably number one with Buddha being three and then Jamal being two. At, now that he done brought up the options in here, because... He just shows out, and I'm sorry. I no disrespect to the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. You're still my second favorite in the league, but as far as skills go, those three got you beat. And for the three names I said, that they're easily could be in the top ten. And they're do- they dominate whenever they're on the field. That's another thing people got to put into perspective. Every time these three are on, any one of these three are on the field, you have to watch them at all times. Even look at their worst game that they played. They still show, showed out. Mm-hmm. But besides the point, uh, I probably have Raven going back to the division. I probably have Ravens to take uh, probably number two. There, uh, as long as Lamar is under rings and he has options to throw and he still has there. that quickness to run, qu- as long as Lamar touch. doesn't uh, get hurt in the process or hurt. Or overheard himself on his ego. I'm sorry, but his ego always bites him every time. I think Lamar probably could use a couple weeks in the Bill Belichick system to get his ego in check. Of course, that's everyone with the ego that I, with an ego that I say. That's fair. Now, I want the Bengals to also succeed too, y'all. I want them to at least get a number two option as far as the division, like being on the second list of wins, because Joe Burrow's. I don't care what anyone says after the last year, but last year should have just proved that much. With as much as he was getting hurt and how much he was still playing his heart out, he should at least be getting conversations of just being tough. And plus, I think the AFC North anyways is probably also One of the, the, the equivalent of the, a, the NFC, NFC West. West of at least hard hard to either play in or just hard to, for our perspective, hard to choose which one will be number one. Exactly, because all these teams really have what they need. They do. It's just a matter of can they use it properly. Yeah, it's like any like with the AFC North, I think anybody uh, can be able to take number one, right, and, and go to the playoffs. But uh, I'll probably overall, I'll probably have uh, Pittsburgh at number one. I'll probably going to change it up, and I'll probably have Cleveland take number two. Then Ravens, number three, and I hate to see it, uh, Bengals. And I'm sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> But Bengals probably number four is just how I have it pegged at the moment. Uh, it could change uh, progressing in the how, season. Right? Depending on how the season goes because we still ain't seen how these teams are. And this is not a prediction. This is what we think what's going to happen. Uh, but I, I'm all for being wrong. I love being wrong. Who are you telling? Be humbled by it. Like, I say that to myself every day, y'all. When I'm wrong about something, I'm like, dang. Yeah, like my mama says, take a slice of humble pie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. And while we are finished with the AFC North, we jump to their rivals on the opposite side of the spectrum, the NFC North, which, by the way, ain't no slouches either. What was that? The Packers, Bears. Packings, uh, Bears, Vikings, and the Lions. So I'm probably going to have – probably at this point forward, I'm probably not going to go – we're not going to dabble too much in individual teams. Uh, but I'm probably going to have Packers number one, Bears two, 
I'm sorry, Detroit's going to be last in my books. <laughs> Same. I'm sorry, y'all. I know there's a lot of Detroit Lions fans out there who think that. But Vikings could also pick, get to number two, too. They could. Because, honestly, let's be real here. Kirk Cousins, you're not a bad QB, but you're not necessarily elite either. In my humble opinion, he's not elite. But that doesn't mean that he's not a game manager. That's exactly what he is, and he gets the ball where it needs to go. Now, they proved last year without Stefan Diggs, they don't need him. Like, they have still have Adam Thielen on the offensive side. They got Eric Kendricks, I believe, on the defense. And they still have the rookie Justin Jefferson, who showed out and broke records last year as their wide receiver, and who's probably, honestly, at the end of the day, probably going to take wide receiver one. I know everyone says Adam Thielen will, but... So Jefferson's I, just got a wider a range of skill sets to him. I have to, I have to say that I, I'm a Adam Thielen fan, so uh, I'm going to choose Adam Thielen to be number one. But again, what was it, Justin Jefferson? Mm-hmm. All right, for, I do can play. Everyone's been comparing him like in the last year, ever since that season ended, to. What was his name? Randy Moss. Oh, yeah, Randy Moss. Who, ironically probably, enough, also played for the Vikings. And he honestly, started with the Vikings mm-hmm. and ended with New England. Oh, I know, right? And then he tried to get the ring there, too. One of the only wide receivers who was named one of the most skilled but still did not earn that Super Bowl ring. Tough. Man, just imagine. Oh, did we have, didn't we have Moss on our team? No, we time? had T.O., which, by the way, if y'all in the Seahawks didn't know, yeah, we had Terrell Owens on our team for only a preseason but Russell Wilson threw the ball to him at least one time before that preseason ended, and it shocked everybody. Oh, man. Just imagine. imagine. We would have had three Super Bowls, honestly, if we had him on our team for the main season. But he left for his own reasons. Like, he made a last-minute decision. So it's what is. He says to this day he could come back anytime he wants. And I if you do come back, Loki, come back to us because we could literally use you. In every single aspect of the spectrum. Oh, who's that one guy that retired in the NFL that now fights in the UFC? I forget what I think it was. Uh, Marshall. His first last name is Marshall. Just imagine him coming back to the NFL Brandon because he. Marshall. Lo- I think so. Brandon Marshall. He, uh, sound like him. I uh, God, I hate to say it, but uh, he's good friends with. Uh, uh, Don Trump, apparently. I don't know his name. But I'm not going to go into politics in this one, but this is the best way to explain because he did talk behalf on Don Trump. And I'm not, I'm not again, political. No, no, it's okay. It's all good. All right. I, I'm just saying uh, that for everyone's perspective of I can see him coming back. I think his name is Brandon Marshall, to be honest with you. That doesn't sound based on. Well, it's not Brandon. It can't be Brandon because I watch I Am Athlete all the time and he's all about the whole supporting of the black community. Now, we're not talking about that now, y'all, but I digress. It's just going to slip in here and there. We're not going to be talking about stuff like that. My friend meant no harm. I meant no harm. So if anyone gets sensitive, please don't get sensitive. It's not that type of podcast, okay? Now... On the subject, Packers, in my opinion, might steal the show just because they're the freaking Packers. I hate them, but we got to tolerate them. 
And the Lions are dead last. reason I say that is because Jared Goff, I've never been sold on him as a QB. And I'm less sold on him now that he's with the Detroit Lions, which is not even a solid team. They can't keep their people long enough to be solid. And then Chicago Bears, they might have a shot at number two if Justin Fields does well. Not a lot of people think he's going to start. I think he will over Andy Dalton, but that's no disrespect to Andy Dalton either because he's a good QB too. It's just that kind of card game where you don't know who's going to win that one as far as being in the middleweight division as I call it. Now, we're going to jump over to the east side of things and that is the NFC East. And if y'all don't know who that is, that is the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Giants, and the Eagles. Sorry, it's actually the Washington football team now. I digress. It's the Washington football team, y'all. I feel stupid, but that name is ridiculous. But it's better than uh, racist names, so let's move on to that. Now, for the Washington football team, I will say that. They got potential. Will they reach that potential? Who the hell knows? Because right now, none of their people want to get COVID shots, it seems. I digress. They have the means to make it as far as they need to. Whether they get there is another story. And as far as the Cowboys go, uh, it's not looking good during preseason for them because I've heard they already have injuries going stacking up. So we'll see how it rolls out for them. This literally is probably one of the weakest divisions. Just going to give it out to y'all because the Giants, we still don't know how they're going to do with Jones. Sorry, I figured out the name. It's actually Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. Herschel okay. Walker. I-, I can see him coming back. Sorry, sorry. I had to... Stay quiet for a hot second uh, to figure out the name, but it's Herschel Walker. Uh, he, he's he, banned. He, 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 fucking peeling. I think he can still uh, sorry, play. Sorry for the swearing, y'all. But uh, back to the, uh, what is it, the NFC South? Yeah. All right. God. Sorry, I have a brain fart now because I was trying to figure out Herschel Walker's name. He spent literally, y'all, about a whole two minutes trying to find the name. So, what's the team again? Teams are the Dallas Cowboys, the Redskins, the Giants, and the Eagles. By far the weakest division, in my humble opinion. So, I'm probably going to say Dallas be number one. Uh, Giants number two. Uh, I got that. Eagles, I can, I can Eagles that. three. And... Actually, no, I'll switch it up. Uh, I'll say the Washington football team to be number two, uh, Eagles three, and Giants four. Okay. I'll take that. Now, I have honestly, literally, if the Eagles could just get their crap together, they would probably be number one on this list. But because they never seem to be able to, I'm putting them, like you said, at number three. Redskins, not Redskins. Why do I keep saying that? I'm too used to the name, y'all. I'm sorry. Washington football team. And it's less of a mouthful. They might be fourth, in my humble opinion. If the Giants, everyone comes back healthy on the Giants. It's like with the 49ers. When they're healthy, they're good. When they're not, well, it shows. But, hey, you can't. when it comes to the Washington football team, you can't really uh, count out that their head coach uh, went out last almost last year uh with cancer, oh, and no, it's coming can't. back. I'm not disrespecting them the t- on that front. And I think the team will actually come back and play for their head coach. 
I don't think... I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I actually was supportive of Ron when he was actually going through that cancer treatment. So let's get that real here, y'all. I have a mom who dealt with cancer, so anyone who has that struggle, you need to just take care of yourselves and do the best you can. And everyone, if you know someone who has it, support them every day. And now, I will say that. They're not... I'm not saying they're the weakest, but out of this stacked, or not stacked, unstacked division, I should say, they're the weakest of the bunch. Well, if you actually look at all because the divisions. Because they're still unproven. If you actually look at all the divisions, uh, I think the NFC South was probably the only one that barely had that threshold. Have, or uh, how, how should I word this? Um, was the only division that actually had a, not the best record last combined. year. Yeah, because I think they were. If you look at all the standings in each division, I think they had the the worst record in NFL history for that specific uh, division. Dang. Because I think almost everyone had a losing record. Ye- last uh, year. South, right? NFC South. Yeah. No. Only one did. That was the Carolina Panthers. You might be thinking of the AFC South, maybe. Which still did pretty solid, all things considered. Wait, what, which division is the Panthers part of? The NFC South. I just said it. Oh. Sorry, I thought the Washington football team was part of the South. No. We're on the east side. Oh, we're on the My east side. My freaking oh. lord. <laughs> My man, he gets confused like this all the time. We need to work on your brain cells because this is killing me. Well, we, what we need to do is have a kind of like a PowerPoint of a clicker thing. And like, okay, now we're on this with a pointer. Like, we're on this now. No, for real, because you are killing me, Smalls. Or at least a little piece of paper what we're supposed to talk about. Uh, this is a little bit behind the scenes, but... We come talking out of our ass all the time, so a lot of information that you hear is actually our own personal opinion. Uh, When we do our talks, we barely figure out what we want to talk about. Excuse me, I try to talk to you about it, but you don't freaking remember things. Well, I have a personal list in my head that I want to talk about that I never put on paper. And you never bring up to me what I forget what I want to talk about. Thank you. Like, you forget. Damn. Okay, little Miss Sassy. Jesus. Little Miss Sassy about to slap you and kick you all at the same time if you keep it up. Do it. I dare you. Okay, well, okay let's go back to the show. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Alright, anywho, y'all. I got Cowboys taking one, even though I hate them. They're still the toughest if they're all healthy, and Dak Prescott's expected to make a comeback season after getting... Oh, that horrific injury from last year. What are you doing? Are you seriously going to tell me you don't know who the heck Dak Prescott no, is? No, no, I know who Dak Prescott is, but I thought he, I thought the Dallas Cowboys was on the NFC South team or division. No! <laughs> okay, I'm going to pull up the divisions myself so oh, I don't get God. confused. Please, because you are killing me with this, man. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so, yeah, I'll, I'll agree. Uh, the 
the Dallas Cowboys will probably take number one. Wait, what do they have as AFC? Cut. Bro, I said they were... Wait, NF? Wait, are they Okay, No, 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 no. The picture I pulled up had an AFC for some reason, but no, okay. Okay, uh, NFC East. Yeah, I'll have Dallas take number one. Uh, The Washington football team, two. New York Giants, three. Eagles last. Or no, Eagles third, uh, New York Giants last. I'm sorry, I'm still not told with Daniel Jones yet. That's fair, because I'm on that same level. Daniel Jones has yet to prove it himself. I'm sorry, that ridiculous run from last year. It doesn't do much to prove anything to me, but dude, you had one game. You had one game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then they whooped all asses too last year. That I don't want to go back to that. Memory. I don't want to go back. All right. Um... Now, we're going to jump real quick, y'all, because we're on limited time here. Uh, we can go over if we need to. We do? Yeah, we okay. can go over. Shit, my bad. Probably. Ah! Okay, I need to work on my mouth, y'all. So every time. You know, we need to just make a bleep every time we do a swear word on this thing. Now. Bleep out my fat ass, well. If you don't stop! God, we're going to the. AFC East now, which is by far one of the most troublesome, and I say this loosely, troublesome divisions in the whole damn league. Because who we got? Patriots, who seem to always be at the top. Bills, who come as a close second in my humble opinion. Jets dead last, and the Dolphins are third. Now, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Because in my humble opinion, who I got winning this division is the Bills. I do not think the Patriots are strong enough structurally to take back their throne, if you want me to say it that way. Because here's the thing. Buffalo Bills have already proven themselves, both offensively and defensively, to stack up with any team. They proved it when they went to the championship last year in the playoffs. I probably would say more on the crown side of things uh, than throne. Division is kind of a king throne thing, so it don't matter which one. It's still a crown. It's still a throne. But, uh, yeah, well, I'll take it with you. I'll, I'll probably have Bills from my side as number one. All right, then probably the Dolphins number two. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be surprised a lot of people because uh, I can probably see Patriots take number two, but uh, they have a lot of Eagles down there that need to keep in check. And not only that, but they need to get their hurt history lessened out because a lot yeah. of people get hurt there. And I have to say, I'm going to keep the New York team as dead last because, again, I'm not sold on some of the picks that they have. But I am I actually am excited for the Jets this year. Same. 100%. I have to agree with my boy on that. While I'm like him saying I don't think they're going to win it all, end all to be all, this could be that rebuild year for them because they just got a new – Coach under Rob Sala. If y'all don't know who that is, he was the Seahawks defensive coordinator. And he was one of the coordinators who had to watch out for the personalities of the Legion of Boom. Then he transferred over to the 49ers during their run during during the three-year run that led to their Super Bowl. And they're a solid team. 
And he proved that much when he was the main head defensive coordinator, much like Ken Norton is to us. Now, what I will say is he's got big shoes to fill because Adam Gase left him with a freaking vacuum of a mess. Oh, my God, Adam Gase. Uh, I have some words about him. Worst coach ever. I actually thought uh, the Jets were losing on purpose. They were. Just to get the first round pick. They were. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, all of a sudden, they started winning a couple games, which finally put them out of the race of having the first round Trevor Lawrence pick. Mm-hmm. And went to, what, the Jaguars? Yep. But I don't think they would have went for him anyway, in my humble opinion. Like, no disrespect to Trevor Lawrence, but he didn't fit their scheme. I feel like, at the end of the day, Zach Wilson fits that scheme a lot better of what they're going for in a QB than Trevor Lawrence. Because they want a QB that's honestly... Not maneuverable, but someone who's able to flex in and out of the pocket. Yeah, for Trevor Lawrence literally just revolves in the pocket. He doesn't move. And I'm actually glad uh, uh, Coach Sala actually did become the head coach. Right. Well, and if, uh, if Adam Gase would have still been there, I don't know how much troublesome the uh, division will be. Right. It would be a nutshell. 100%. Uh, so what do you have as your first, second, third, fourth? My Okay, so my first out of this division, Bills. Uh, I got to say the Bills because they ju- Josh Allen's the truth. He's the truth. Like, he's proven this every time. He's not getting worse every season. He's getting better. He ain't staying the same. He's getting better. I feel like this season, he's going to do nothing but get better. And not only that, they still got Stephon Diggs in their team. They got Beasley as a wide receiver. So that gives him two weapons that he already is reliable with. When Stefan Diggs came last year, there was no preseason for him to actually groom himself into that role. But he still showed out and proved that he still got it, even if he ain't in the Vikings. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, next division. Mm, oh, yeah, I didn't even say my worst one. Oh, yeah, what's your worst wait, one? No, Sorry. Wait. Actually, we're just going to sum it up with... <laughs> the Jets are going to be the Jets! worst. <laughs> Jets! Okay. No offense no, to Jets fans. And, I, and you know, one of my favorite uh, inspiration, inspirational speakers, uh, mo- or no, motivational speakers, is actually Gary Vee, and he is a Jets fan. No offense to him. Uh, hopefully he can buy that team soon, and hopefully the organization can turn around. Come on, Gary, I'm rooting for you. Buy the freaking team already. <laughs> And honestly, it's not even that they have bad players. They just don't know what to do with the good players they got. That's why I'm actually excited for uh, Rob Solid to actually coach this year. Because I think he can do more of a thing than Adam Gase. And I had to say, the Jets also did um, Sam Darnold dirty, I think. They really did. He, they I know if that's him. Sam Darnold. He's they not broke bad. him. He was not even a bad QB, but he just had a bad running of luck. He had... What did he have? He had the flu, like, the season before COVID, and then COVID happened. Yeah, I think he got COVID. Because his first year, he was injured. Then the second year, he wasn't injured. He was sick. And then the third year, he was... Well, they just didn't develop him like they could have. True. At least he didn't, like, get, like, MRSA. Unlike uh, the the Jaguars' uh, QB. Uh, that was from uh, Wazoo. Minshew? Yeah, Gardner Minshew, I think, went down with MRSA. 
Yeah, he did. Oof. Uh, I think back in 19, though. Also, speaking of Garner Minshew, we're going to be jumping into his division, which is, as you all know, eh. the The NFC South, if I'm correct. Yep. No, wait. No, it's not. I lied. It's the AFC South. My God. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. I'm tired. I'm tired! Now, out of this division, who I got winning? Tennessee. Tennessee. Not I, even a question on both me or my boy. But their problem is well, they too stacked. Well, I, I can see the Colts take number one, all right, but that's if they really want it. That's that's the thing. But here is the problem that I just learned. Or not learned, but they're going to be out of a QB1 for at least half the season because Carson Wentz is out for a foot injury that he's going to need to get surgery for. And even if he comes back, he ain't going to be able to play at full strength. Shonda, nah, my boy. Sorry, there's a wet zone here. Thirsty, bitch. You know it. I hate him. Anyways. You love me, you know it. Anyways, y'all. Now, I would say the Titans win just because they got the offensive firepower to go toe-to-toe with any defense. It don't matter how good your offense is. This offense, if they get the ball first, they're going to run through your ass. Literally and metaphorically. Just ask Derrick Henry, who's at this point being called King Henry at this point. And then they had Julio Jones in the offseason. So you already know they were a problem with A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry is a nightmare to watch. Period. Oh, yeah. Freaking Tennessee is, is going to be definitely a team to watch this year. Uh, I hundred hundred percent agree with that one, uh, but now you're at number one. <laughs> uh, it's actually Tennessee, to be honest with you, because it is actually a team to watch for. But uh, my number two, I probably pick probably. That's uh, a toss toss up between the Colts and the Jags. That's what I would say. Like it's a toss up between those two. Like you said, and like we established earlier, it's a matter of who wants it more. Like as yeah. my friend said. Colts could be number one if they want it. Problem is, they haven't shown to wanting it. They have a solid running back. They have a solid defensive team. But they don't have every P's and Q's stuck out yet. They still need a QB in order to get the ball out. But to to put to show on the record, uh, I probably to out of both those teams of the Colts and Jags, I probably would put Colts as number two. Only because they have a better track record, uh, especially about winning uh, games and stuff. Fair enough. Then, I hate to say it, probably Jags number three. Even though they intentionally lost most of their games last year, like mm-hmm. the Jets did. Why? Because Trevor Lawrence is apparently that good. Not. Hey, I'm sorry, hey, I'm not sold. Can't deny the fact that they finally got an uh, actual weapon to use, but that depends if the, the uh, offensive scheme that they're going to bring up actually fits him. Also, I was going to say, y'all, Jaguars, if y'all ain't heard yet, Shaquille Griffin is on the Jaguars now. But who I got for a second on my side is neither the Colts. Wait. No, 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 no. Let me rewind that back up a bit. I was right. I got Texans dead last. I'm going to keep it a buck, y'all. I already pegged Texans be dead last. 
They hey, just sorry, off, Rudy, after what happened right last now. year. And then Deshaun Watts is not even going to be on there. And it's a question of where he's going to go. My money's on Philadelphia, to be honest. Not a lot of people think I'm right on that, but I'm like, they're not sold on Jalen Hurts yet like I thought they were. No, so, it's, it's one of the teams to probably look out for, for sure. But we'll have to figure that out later down the road. Right. All right. Uh, I think now it comes to the worst one of the bunch. NFC South, which oh, yeah. is, as we all know, the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Hmm. I'm going to just shoot the bullet and bite the nail right now. Falcons are going dead last, y'all, and no one can change my mind on that. I don't know. I, par- I probably have Falcons number three, uh, Jet or. Panthers probably dead last. Panthers? Really? Yeah. yeah. All of right. Course, of course, we'll have to wait till the season starts. Then our opinions might change later down the road. But give, Well, can I give my two cents why I would give them third? Yeah. Why I would give them third is mainly what they got in their arsenal of tools to use. Like, on the defensive side, they added in one of my favorite cornerbacks that I was... I'm not going to lie. I would have been happy if the Seahawks got him, but I knew we couldn't afford him. JC, I might be butchering his name, so I'm sorry. JC Horn, who was one of the most solid cornerbacks when he was in college, and then he was being groomed by Jalen Ramsey on his way into the league. So the boys got some raw talent to him. And that that to the fact that this is a chance for Sam Darnold to prove himself. You got a team that literally has nothing left to lose. And then they got Christian McCaffrey, who's already proven to be one of the best running backs in the top three. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, the Falcons are always a hit and miss. They, they, they're good, then they're not. I blame and that on coaching, if anything. I'm sorry, Dan Quinn, but you're not a... Who gives up a... Th- Pretty much a thirty-point lead into going into the second half and lose it all to Tom Mother Effing Brady because he got too relaxed. Like, oh, we're winning this game. You never want to relax in anything, nope. especially at the big game. Oh my god, that pissed me off a lot. I'm like, Not you had a chance to win the their first Super Bowl during our Super Bowl when we curb stomped the crap out of the Patriots. Not the Patriots. Um, Denver. I don't think Denver was ready for that game, to be honest with you. They weren't. They thought they were going to just take it, honestly. But we just robbed it blind from them. Mm-hmm. For sure. But yeah, uh, either that, uh, I'd say Buccaneers, probably number one. Uh, that's what everyone's going to choose. Because Tom Brady's Tom freaking Brady. Hey, after seeing what happened last year of him uh, leaving uh the Patriots and going to the Bucks and win a Super Bowl in his first year, I have a lot more respect for him now as a player. Solid. Talk to me when he goes to Detroit and then gives them a Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll talk if he's in the GOAT conversation. <laughs> <laughs> if he can do that, I will literally drop everything and say, okay, he the GOAT. Like, he the but GOAT. The only way for that to ever happen is if – any quarterback that goes to uh, Detroit, as long as that Pacific quarterback is able to choose what team, especially with uh, 
especially with what uh, weapons they want, all right, then that could be a potential team to to win the big game again. Exactly. And that's honestly why I think at the end of the Tom Brady won it last year was because he had all the pieces he wanted. He yeah, had Mike control. Evans. He had Godwin. He had Gronkowski come out of retirement. And then he had AB, who, no, who everyone was trying to fight for. Even though he ain't worth literally more than ten grand in my mind. But, look guys, I'm sorry. But when you endanger a child, you kind of lose some respect for me a little bit. But at the end of the day, you, you have to at least put a little, a little bit of respect on AB's name. Of At least he shelled out and put away his ego. That he did. That he did. And now he's got a ring to his name that he could never get with Pittsburgh. No disrespect to you, Pittsburgh. but I'm just. I think Pittsburgh messed up on that one. Plus, uh, the, the, the hit that he received from... Montez Perfect. They could have given him CTE and messed with his brain. He probably had a little bit of CTE going on, probably. Probably. Uh, had a little bit of a, a, a brain thing, or some type of psychological break, mm-hmm. if you're actually really looking perspective. Considering how he got hit and it looked like his head stepped back, yeah. It's a safe bet. And I, I, I forget who which player it was. Montez Perfect. No, no, uh, his teammate from Pittsburgh that wanted to freaking kill Vontes. Juju, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, Juju. And Juju ended up getting revenge in that same game because Vontes looked like he was about to try to hit someone else dirty again. All of a sudden, you see Juju come out of nowhere and then stand over him like, that's how you hit someone, bitch. Oh, man, okay, talking about the Saints. Saints, uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a big one. A big question mark. Right, because it's going to be weird after seeing him on that team for so long to see Drew Brees retired and not the head of that team no more. No, hey, believe it. Do you believe this? Uh, in the Drew Brees era of in the entire time he played, he was never a top three quarterback in his era. Really? Yeah. I would have put him at number three. No, the stats don't lie, but because the reason why is because you have, of course, number one, Tom Brady with seven seven rings. Why? That's not stats. Um, then you have Peyton Manning as uh, with five MVPs. Mm-hmm. Then of course you have Aaron Rodgers with three. And then you have Russell Wilson right behind. Him. No, uh, Drew Brees will probably be number four, and Wilson will be number five in these tier one quarterbacks. And then right now it would have. Like in the last three to four years after Manning retired, it would have been Brady, Mahomes, then, uh, then well, Mahomes Aaron is Rogers, Mahomes is still Russell, young, so even Josh. though he's is top uh, a top tier quarterback, but since he's still young, there's a lot of room for not not room for development, but there's also a lot of room to uh, you know also go down and stuff. Now, you can still make a lot of mistakes since he's still young. Considering the big shoes that both of these QBs are going to have to fill, who do you think is going to win the starting QB between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston? Uh, I'll put my money on Jameis Winston. Really? Yeah. Uh, he finally got cataract surgery. All right, so he's able to see a lot better. So let's see. And he got to sit behind Drew Bees for about what the, the last year. And he probably has learned a lot. Uh, same thing with Taysom Hill. Like, I, they're, they're both competitors that you can't really knock. But in Taysom Hill's opinion uh, on him, 
Uh, he's probably m- more of a weapon to be as a receiver or a tight end. Or a defensive weapon or returning person. Yeah, or, I get or that. a special team. Okay, teams. okay, I get that. He's the Swiss Army Knife, as he loves to call himself. Yeah, he's the Swiss Army Knife of basically everything, every, everything, but I don't see him as a quarterback. That's my only issue. That's valid. Okay, I'll give that. I would have said Taysom Hill personally, but that might have been a biased opinion. But in Jameis Winston's case, let's see if we can see what he sees. <laughs> you see what I see. Anywho, oh my gosh. Um, obviously, we're going to have the Saints as number two because they're always... They used to be, for like the longest time, number one in their division. But with Tom Brady, I don't think that's going to be an option as much anymore. Yeah, well, it's also a hit or miss, uh, too, as well. Uh, I, I see the Saints being number two, but I won't be surprised if they drop to number three. I wouldn't be surprised either, because it's a new system. And not it's going to be different for a lot of people. Because at the end of the day, we won't know if either one of these QBs that they have is going to be as reliable as Drew Brees was. It's That's all it comes down to at the end of the day, y'all. All right. And I think that actually wraps up this session. It does. And or also, this, this we'd show? like to give a shout-out. Raycon, if you can, me and my boy use your earphones all the time. Let us sponsor you. We will do it. No questions asked. Or please sponsor us. <laughs> One of the two, please. Just let's get some sponsorship out there. Yeah, well, again, we're, we're still a young podcast. And us being rookies in the podcast world, uh, there's a lot of growth, a lot of room to grow. So give us all the criticism, guys. We're glad to take all of it. And please, please keep coming back for more and sending out the message to everyone. We'll be more than ready. Yeah, and before we end this, uh, what, what are you doing for the rest of this week? Me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I got to start in my new job next week. You know this. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not going to ask you where on, on the podcast, of course, but we, we know each other personally, so I already know where you work at. Well, as far as I'm concerned, main thing is going to be going through the training at this new job. It's going to take four weeks to do, but make no mistake, y'all, I'm still going to be doing this podcast with my boy Russ over here. Yeah, and we're, we're going to try to make it work uh, week to week. Because, uh, again, we've been trying to figure out a specific day. But, anyways, uh, what I'm probably going to be doing for the rest of the week is uh, I have a wedding to go to this week. Likewise, me and my boy here got invited to a childhood friend's wedding. And, honestly, we're happy for him because him and his girl have been together literally since high school years. So, kudos to them for lasting this long. and And more support, honestly, for them lasting twice as long. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, and to shout him out, his name Better is have- his name is Tyler. All right, and if you want to support, if you're uh, heavy in in the gaming world, uh, follow his channel at What the Foo Gaming or What the Foo Games. Uh, again, we we known him for a long time now, and I'm actually excited for him and his uh, fiance to finally tie the damn knot. Oh, I, I, Although, mind you, I went to it is going to be hot at that mother sucker. So. I went to Men's Warehouse, so I'll be picking up my rental on tomorrow. Actually. I already have the slacks, and I already got my burgundy jacket coming in. So, Sweet deal. And, we ready, y'all. <laughs> and uh, socials, uh, where can we find you? 
Socials, you can find me at NikkiD13 on IG, as I said before, and then Nikki Winter on Facebook. And if you can't find me on there, then that means that the system's trying to work against me. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. They're trying to keep me in balance. They're trying to take it. All right, and you can find me at MuscleTakeJ on uh, Instagram. Uh, I don't really post much there, but since now this podcast is finally out, I'll be posting a little bit more. And we actually finally have a Facebook page. They're trying to kill me, y'all. <laughs> And so you can find our Facebook page at City Town Arena uh, Podcast. Damn. Shut up. <laughs> All right. We finally have a Facebook page. Come out. Come support. Share. Like. Whatever. Uh, I'm still in the middle of trying to create our YouTube. But we're also on all forms of podcasts. Because are all podcasting. I actually need to look it up real quick. But, uh, yeah. We're on at least... Five podcast groups now, with Spotify being one of them. And then also, if I believe we're correct, we're also on a radio. No, it's a no, it's a it's a podcast thing called Radio Radio Public. And if you can't find us there, I will be glad to try to find out more information and then bring us up on any other spectrum that we can find. It's actually on our Facebook page of where we're at. So we're on Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. And there's another one that came up uh, that I don't remember right offhand. No, I heard radio. No, no, we're not that lucky. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga can hold. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and yeah, please come out and support the show. Uh, we would like to do more for you guys. Maybe that. Uh, this has been the Sea Town Arena podcast, and thank you for coming and listening to our bull crap. And we'll see you hopefully the next week. End of the show, boys and girls.